There we go. Oh, man. People, if you could only see what happens behind the scenes. Hi, everybody. It's an all-new edition of the Clearing the Crease podcast powered by Bodog.eu. I am James Sabalski. He is the Stanley Cup champion, Mike Commodore. He is the Calder Trophy winner, Andrew Raycroft. Seaball, commie, Razor, back here with you for another season because the hockey season is finally back after a long grinding summer. We're going to dive in with a look at all seven NHL Canadian teams. Also, special guest to get to coming up a little later on as well. He is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, over a thousand games in the National Hockey League, a former Winnipeg Jet a former New York Islander, a former Chicago Blackhawk, a former Carolina Hurricane, and Kami, not yep. a lot of these left. Nope. A Atlanta former, Thrasher. Atlanta Thrasher. Thrasher. <laughs> yes. A, Andrew Ladd dropping by the show, so looking forward to that. Uh, but before we get into anything, we got to address the elephant in the room here. And since we last spoke, man, like chaos has happened with a lot of friends of the show. Former guest, Steven Stamkos, he's upset over not getting a contract extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You don't hear the captain rocking the boat like that after all these years in the National Hockey League. And you got Alex Kalorn, who just joined us recently as well. He's already on the shelf for the next six weeks with the Anaheim Ducks. Guys, tell me this, Razor, is there a clearing the crease curse? I sure hope not, um, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, certainly not Ouch. looking good. Two of our better summer guests. Mm -hmm. Friends of the show, uh, struggling out of the gates. Like sometimes we struggle out of the gates. Uh, Alex Florin, <laughs> Anaheim is going to be in tough anyways. And then without that new guy to change the culture, not having him around for the first six weeks, doesn't bode well for them out West. And then the Stamkos and, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, this is going to be an interesting season down in Tampa. Vasilevsky out with a back injury how long he's out for, and now wow. Stamkos coming out publicly talking about contracts. Um, interesting. It, 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 must be, it must be grinding on Stammer for him to come out and publicly talk about it. And uh, it, it's going to be – I'm interested because they've had to make a bunch of tough decisions, dozens of tough decisions. Breezewall with all the guys down there, and now Stamkos, it's, it's, it's fascinating that he's not happy. Yeah, Kami, you don't you don't hear that from Stamkos. I mean, I'm you know over the course of what 16 years in the National Hockey League, I'm um, for him to speak like this it carries a lot of weight. Yeah, no, there's no doubt, and I hope there's not a curse. Otherwise, my life. I mean, it, I'm not here for my sparkling personality. I'm on this podcast to get <laughs> guests, and if we have a curse, don't sell yourself short, guests. man. You are I the personality. Nobody's going to be answering my calls anymore. So <laughs> I hope we don't have a curse. Uh, but yeah, yeah. When Stephen came out with that, um, yeah, I was actually a little bit surprised. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, if he's for him to say something publicly, he must be pissed off. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that that goes moving forward. Hopefully, they can figure it out. It's one of those deals you don't really want to see. You know, Stammer go somewhere else. You think of him as a Tampa Bay Lightning or a Tampa Lightning guy, but hey, it's sports. It's at the end of the day, it's it's a business. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, no kidding. We'll see uh, how it all kind of plays out. But we're going to have to start putting all of our guests going forward in bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what we're going to have yeah. to do. Um, hey, look, the puck has dropped. The NHL season is underway. So what are you waiting for? You got to get in the ice action every single day with games odds and all sorts of props that you need to make your hockey night exciting. 
And all you got to do, you can pick the goal scores. You can pick your cup winner at bodog.eu. They've got you covered with all the action that'll keep you locked in all season long. Play now, score big with Bodog. Check out the at Bodog CA Twitter page for all the details, how you can get up to 400 bucks of free cash to play with right freaking now. Reminder that we are on YouTube. You can find us on all Bodog social channels as well. And we're also in audio form on Spotify. So spread the word. And uh, thanks for hanging with us all this time. And it is a Bodog.eu. And it's the Clearing the Crease podcast. And we start now. So let's dive into this, guys. Uh, you know, the season is underway. We've got the NHL teams. I mean, there's there's hope with some. There's a rebuild for others. Um, but, you know, this is that time of the year that everybody feels optimistic. And, you know, let's start here on the West Coast because I want to make it about me because where I live. Uh, but let's we'll go with the Vancouver Canucks here, guys. Um, let's give me a sense of what you see for the Vancouver Canucks where we've seen some significant tweaks here. Elias Pedersen not re-signed. He's in a wait-and-see mode, but... You know, Thatcher Demko to me is healthy, and I think that's a huge thing going forward. Let's start with the former Canuck. Razor, how do you feel about the Canucks this year? Well, I feel better about the Canucks. I think with Rick Tockett there for the entire offseason in the summer, and and they they pick some players that are talk like uh, a little more defensive. I still get the sense that everything needs to go really well for them. Everything has to be perfect. They have to dodge injuries. They have to dodge a lot at the start of the season and get off to a really good start to fulfill close to a playoff run. They're they're far from a contender of the NHL or you know going three rounds in the playoffs, but they should be better. They should be harder to play against. I that that just that they're going to be in every game. Thatcher Demko keeps them in the game. Rick Tockett's going to be able to get his culture established a little bit more. So they're going to be much harder to play against. But I could envision them losing a bunch of three two games this season and being close, but just not good enough. Connie, yeah, I I like. I mean, the Bruce Boudreaux stuff is finally behind him. I mean, teach their own. I think Bruce got a lot of play off that. Uh, and that is finally done. I like Rick Tockett. I like their coaching staff. I think they got Adam Foote there too. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they're like, to me, they're kind of in the middle. I think this is kind of a pretty big year for them. Like, okay, are we getting better? And are we building around this? Or if it's kind of a catastrophe a little bit, now what do we do? And with the Pedersen stuff, does he want to stay? You know, how, how does this? So, so I feel like they're kind of like in the middle, still kind of figuring it out. But like I said, I like talk it. Um, they've changed culture there a little bit. Uh, they got some good pieces for sure. So Vancouver is actually one that I'm kind of, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm interested to watch. Would be a good I, way. I, I feel, yeah. I mean, I think they've really kind of moved a lot of the noise. And, and man, this can be a noisy town uh, at the best of times. Right? Yeah. So you can appreciate that. I mean, I think they wanted to build a statue for you while they had Roberto Luongo yeah, they, there, they right? Should've. Um, <laughs> they should have. Yes. And Andrew Rake <laughs> right next to Pat Quinn and Roger Nielsen <laughs> and the Razor. Yeah, that perfect fit. Um, but, you know, I, I just look at this team. There's a lot I like. I mean, I think it comes down to Thatcher Demko. You know, and if if he's put these injuries past him, and we saw that at the end of last season, right? I mean, we were starting to look at bubble Demko again, right? And that's been three years since that run in the bubble, going back a few years ago, and ultimately, I think, making Jacob Markstrom expendable at the time. But um, look, I think they've done a good job addressing defensively. I, I think there's no problem with the offense uh, between Pedersen Miller's been pretty much automatic as a point of game player throughout his time in the four years here. But, 
you know, is there a market correction for Kuzmenko and what he did offensively last year? But between Besser, who the organization is still betting on to try to find that groove once again, Beauvillier looked pretty good as a Canuck in a small sample size at the end of last year. I think there's offense, you know, Connor Garland still lingering in that mix as well. Um, I think obviously it comes down to defense and Hironic that they gave up a ton for uh, after the Horvat deal. Let's see how this certainly plays out. But you bring in Ian Cole, uh, Carson Soucy. I like how this team has kind of settled itself down defensively. You've got a goalie. I think you've got firepower. This is a team I can see being in the playoffs. Um, what's really hurt this this rebuild in a lot of ways, guys, you look at some of these top 10 picks that they've missed on, you know, over the last nine years, they go through a rebuild. You missed on Jake Vertanen back in 2014. You missed horribly with Ole Ulevi, who was a top five pick. Right? Or Matthew, well, Matthew Kachuk was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who the hell was that? And you had Matthew Kachuk waiting there at number six, you know, to go right one pick after a horrible whiff there for Vancouver. And then you've got Pod Colson, who, was their 10th overall selection back in 2019 that they did in front of the home fans. And he's just been sent back down to the minors where they waited two years for him to come over from the KHL and he has yet to show himself as a regular NHL. When you're going through a rebuild, you got to hit on these top 10 picks. And, you know, I mean, this is another organ, another regime where you had Jim Benning, but um, a, a real frustrating, slow grinding rebuild to try to get this thing fixed. But between some of these stopgap measures with some of the free agents that they've signed, I like what they've done defensively here. I can see Vancouver getting in as a playoff team this year, guys. All right. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but I yep. mean, when you lay it out like that, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I think that's a push. If everything goes right, I mean, if they yeah. stop suing each other in the front office too, they got isn't that going on? <laughs> what is going on in uh, there? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like the old uh, Dumb and Dumber. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's Women stay in the west each here. Other. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> let's stay in the west. Let's go to your neck of the woods and the Calgary Flames here, Kami. I'm I'm really curious to see. I mean, you talk about all the noise. All the questions up in the air. I think we expected way more turnover with the Flames, and there wasn't. Now that the dust has settled, the noise has kind of been pushed aside, and you know, hope springs eternal in in the fall here for hockey. How do you feel about the Flames? You know what? I, I actually feel good about them, and I'm going on on a couple of things. One is with the Calgary Flames, as long as I can remember, going back to when I played here in 2004, when the Calgary Flames are supposed to be bad. They can be real good. When the Calgary Flames are supposed to be good, they can be real shitty. So this year, they're kind of everybody's down around here, like, oh, they're going to be no good. So I think just purely on that, I think they're going to be good. Personnel-wise, I think it's going to be interesting to see because personnel-wise, I think, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Those guys gave up. I mean, they had they were not playing with Darryl, for Daryl Sutter. That was, they mailed it in in January. and. He's gone. I think everybody likes the new coach. I think they have a good decor. I think Markstrom can come and have a, uh, you know, turn back the form. Don't let the first shot in and half the starts. I think he could be good. That their backup goalie's good. They got that wolf. I mean, the goaltending, their goaltending actually looks great here. If Markstrom takes a little bit of a step back, um, back to form. So I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be real good. Do I think they're winning the division? No. But do I think they're going to be in the mix? I do. I think they're a playoff team. But 
Big, big thing here, though, is they signed Backlund for two years. Okay, what's going on with Lindholm and Hannafin? This is the thing with the Flames is like, okay, let's say we're now halfway through the year. We're getting up towards the trade deadline. And let's say the Flames are in a playoff spot. There's no way you're going down the Goudreau road again, right? I just simply put, hell no. 100%. I think fans fans will be pissed. So I think no matter where the hell they're at, come trade deadline time or leading up to it, I don't care if you're in first place. If those guys aren't re-signing, they're out the door. They're good. Or as you like to say, hashtag. Pack your shit. Hey, you're playing great. <laughs> beat it. Get out of here. Call somebody up for the minors. So that's going to be the interesting part for me. Or it's what do they do if they're like really good? Like the Goodrow year a couple years ago, 115 points. Oh, we can't trade him. Well, now he's gone. Oh, they're going to get in that situation. I, I they're they're <laughs> going to end up in that situation, and that, it's going to going to be fascinating because I think they're good too. I, I think I think Markstrom just had the worst shit house luck last season. Um, and, and I, not to make an excuse or blame, you know, it was on him as well. But giving up that first shot every single night, like that's hard to do. It's really hard to do, and like it was bad puck bounces and. I think he gets over that. I think he gets back to form like you talked about. Kadri's going to be better. Huberdeau's going to be better. They're they're in Calgary now. They have a new coach. That's the biggest thing. They they did not enjoy that. Those guys going in there, coming off career years that they had, signing big deals and just getting you knew Sutter was tweaking those guys every day because of how much money they were making and and that's gone. So, I like them. I think they're going to be really good. And it's going to be amazing when they have to trade these guys or they have to keep them because it really seems like maybe not as much Vancouver, but very similar to Vancouver. And Pedersen doesn't feel like he's going there. Lindholm feels like he's coming east. Hannafin's an eastern coast guy. He feels like he's coming east. Boston, 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 maybe for all three of those guys. Lots of money here. Says Um, the Boston guy. Yeah, there's lots of talk (laughs) on all three of them here. So it's going to be amazing come deadline when they have to when they're in a playoff spot and they have to make calls on those two guys. Okay, so I'm I, hoping for chaos. I'm pulling ho- for chaos. Okay, I want to be the keep it real police here for both of you guys for a moment. You're expecting three guys in their 30s to bounce back here. Huberto, after going off a 60 point crater last year, yeah, even with no Daryl Sutter, how does that play out? Kadri, I like Kadri. I like his snarl. I like his production, but you know, I don't see Nazem Kadri getting back to being an 85 point player again. Right. I, I mean, you know, his numbers weren't bad last year, but you know, you're betting on a guy who's in his thirties, Jacob Markstrom had a 922 save percentage two years ago. And that fell meteorically to 892 and Marky's in his thirties. I just the, the the one guy I could see bouncing back in Calgary is Manjapani, right? No. I, I could see him having a bounce back season, but I don't know, man. Like maybe a breath of fresh air with Ryan Huska helps, but I think you're just asking a lot for a lot of guys who are you know on an aging core. Like I like that blue line, but is it all just you know a different voice changes everything? I think Huberto like bounce back, but like a bounce back. I'm not talking 115 point bounce back. Huberto, yeah, I'm talking a nice Markstrom, bounce back. 
Markstrom can go. Mark Markstrom can go to a nine twelve, and they get in the playoffs from last yeah. season. Between yeah. all the one goal games they played, you know, like he could. They, that's it. They only have to split the difference of their high. All three of those players, so mm. they don't need to bounce back to one twenty to ninety points for Kadri to a nine fifty for Markstrom. They just need to get to 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 what their average career is. Well, mm. uh, I, 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 yeah, I see the flames on the. It's outside your, it's your Vancouver oh, bias, CC ball. It's just your Vancouver <laughs> yeah. bias. Yeah. We already oh, heard yeah. that yeah. last call it's for them. The wait, wait, yeah. wait. What's that? What's that? If, Fuck if Calgary. Vancouver yeah, gets exactly. in, then Calgary can't get in. So that's where your that's your argument right. starts and yeah. ends right there. We're on an Alberta beef boycott right here right now in British Columbia. Exactly. There's one Alberta team getting in the playoffs. That's for yes, yeah, for sure. Segway settle for UC ball. Okay, yeah. Well, let's let's okay. Well, let's keep it in the west here uh let's go with the oilers i you know what i'm betting you know what i'm betting on i'm betting on a bounce back year for jack campbell and and i feel like i I felt this way watching him in the playoffs and his spot duty but razor you speak to this from 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 as a goalie who you know when you go have your peaks and valleys Mm -hmm. am, am i crazy to think that jack campbell can have a bounce back year here you're not crazy. And, and listen, I, I hated the signing. I thought it was a terrible idea for Edmonton. Um, and and we, we can go back and see. That's not revisionist. But yes, Jack Campbell's in a much more favorable position going into this season than last season. Now he gets to be kind of the guy like he was in Toronto. The, 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 the nice backup goalie who everybody loves, who walks kittens. And now he can be kind of the savior guy. He doesn't have to be the number one. Skinner's got that. Jack Campbell can kind of slide in and listen, they're going to score seven goals a game. Like McDavid and Dreisaitl literally might score seven goals every single game this season. It feels like they continue to get better. So, so that puts Campbell in a sweet spot. I think it puts the whole team in just a a, a night. There's no big signings. There's no big anything. Lots of all that pressure is gone for that group. And I think Jack Campbell's the lead of that where he can just kind of they can just kind of play their game, and it's all about April for that. Well, if group, you can so. play, if you can have Skinner, if you can have Skinner and Campbell kind of oh, yeah. pushing each other for one, two. I mean, obviously Skinner had a great season last yep. year, right? Um, he ran out of gas by the end, but I would just say that, uh, yeah, I mean, if they could push each other, I mean, what a luxury that would be. And again, because of all the goal score, you can rotate them. You don't need one of those guys to get hot at the start of the year to get in the playoffs. They they can ping pong them all season long, keep them both fresh, and then let one of them run in the playoffs. And they're, again, they're in an ideal situation for a goaltending position. Yeah, for me, it's pretty simple. The time for the Oilers is now. I think it's the next couple of years. While well, you still got those two guys in town, um, for me, like you guys, you guys just touched on the goaltending. The goaltending, those guys push each other. Then, like, who cares really who starts if they push each other? And, and the goaltending's pretty good. Great. My thing with the Oilers is that decor. Darnell Nurse cannot play, in my opinion. Darnell Nurse needs to be playing eighteen to maximum twenty minutes a night. If Darnell Nurse is playing twenty-five minutes a night, you are not winning a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. So if they can keep his minutes down. And some of these other guys, they're five, six guys, Kulak and this big Descharnay guy, if their decor can play defense, that's uh, not, you know, you got the one guy, Bouchard, to run the power play. Great. Yeah. Other than that, everybody else play defense. Get the puck up. How to much does Ekholm help? But how much does Ekholm be in there all year? I mean, I think that's He's been great. He was, yeah, I, I agree. He was awesome last year. And I think he kind of changed things back there. So if he keeps playing like he did, I re- I do really like him for sure. But they just just play defense. Be hard to play against in your own end. 
whoever's running the power play, run the power play and get the puck to the forwards. Then I think the Oilers, as much as I hate to say it, because I live in Calgary, but I think the Oilers have a chance. I'm winning this is the year. I think this yeah. is the year. It feels like it, this is the better year. be in the next couple for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about the Jets. We'll, we'll round out the Canadian teams in the West uh, with the Jets. What happened this offseason? I mean, obviously you punted on Wheeler and Dubois. Uh, Shifley and Hellebuck still there. Um, this is a team that's kind of stuck in that mushy middle. I'll go first on Winnipeg. Winnipeg for me is kind of like Vancouver. I'm not really sure. I think I think we talked about it before, but like all it's I think the summer went pretty good. When the summer started, I was like, oh my God, is anybody coming back? It seemed like everybody <laughs> yeah, was totally. like, I'm gone. I ain't coming back. But most of them did. They made that trade. They got they got rid of that Dubois, didn't want to be there anyways. They got some NHL players back. The mm-hmm. goaltending, obviously. I mean, they got a great goaltender. So I'm not sure I agree with you. I think they're in the middle. I One thing I'm a little interested in is how this is going to go with the head coach. I mean, they got a scumbag assistant, Scott O'Neill. We can get into that later. But, <laughs> you know, bonus, you know, going out the door last year, just torching the players yeah. after the season was over. That's a little bit interesting. But, yeah, for me, the Jets are in the middle. They're like Vancouver. I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. Bonus threw a pipe bomb into that room. Oh, Jesus. Um, I mean, Hellebuck gives him a fighting chance. And I I mean, I love Kyle Connor, who's like the quietest perennial 30 goal scorer there is out there. But I, I just, I, I'm I'm not, I they're on the outside looking in for me this year, Razor. Yeah, they're just not good enough, I don't think, roster-wise. So even if everything was kumbaya there and everyone loved each other um, and everyone wanted to be there. I mean, Hellebuck, they're going to, you can't let him walk for nothing in the summer. He's already said he wants to go somewhere else, essentially. So, so yeah, they they they're they're just not good enough to begin with, and then with everything else going on, I think they're they're going to have a hard time in the West playing playing the teams that they have to so often. Okay, uh, let's go over to the East now. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. You know, it, it's amazing. Another lo- I I see another long year ahead, but I really get a sense that this fan base feels okay with where this team is trending right now. I'll go with Montreal. To me, I don't even really care. I'm not even going to touch on who the players are. It's going to be a tough year. The division is a total. Yeah. They're young. It's gonna, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even going to talk about the players. I, I just hope they all get a little bit better. I think they got the right GM. I think they got the right head coach. I think Marty St. Louis is unreal. You just touched on it. My, the fans in Montreal are fucking crazy. If they can just relax and just know this is going to take a little bit of time and not go bananas in there and panic, I think it's. It, I think Montreal's just fine. It's going to be a long year. Let's just go to the games. Everybody have fun. Hopefully we see some players get a little better. Everybody moves a little bit forward. And that would be a good year, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Go watch the game. See a bunch of goals scored both ways, against and for. Ole, 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 the thing. You two, oh. the thing at the start. You know, the great light show, great entertainment. And, uh, you know, hit Crescent after. I think as long as Slavkovsky shows progress this year, I think the fans will be okay. Yep. If, if he's stagnant or is still kind of scuffling, finding his way, I think that's where people go, hey, wait a minute, we spent a first round, a first overall pick on that. So just relax in Montreal, fans. Um, just have a hot dog. Relax. And yeah. relax. It, it's going to be a long oh, year, though, in that division, though, with the, with some of the heavyweights. Oh. Uh, how about the how about the Senators? I mean, it's been what six years, six and a half years since that Game Seven of the Eastern Final, and uh, I haven't seen the playoffs since. Um, man, new owner Michael Ann Lauer checking 
all the boxes, oh. saying all the right things. I love the Steos hiring as well. I love Steve Steos as a player and a person. Um, but man, this team needs to take a step. And I think it comes down to goaltending. Can can you get some saves with Corpusalo? Are you betting on this one, Razor, as the goalie? I like Corpusalo. I, I like Forsberg. I thought he was pretty good last season. Uh, they've been selling a lot of hope. And, and their owner came in and he sold a lot of hope right out of the gate as well. So um, it, it's time for the rubber to hit the road with this group. And we talked about the division. They're, they're in top. They can't afford a slow start. Uh, they can't get behind the, the eight ball here and, and, and they need to go right away. So um, until I see it, I don't really believe it because of this division and the way it's been set up and, and the way I've been sold hope on Ottawa and Buffalo's of the world for, for five, six years. But they should be good. Uh, but again, for me, I, I want to see them in November be in a playoff spot before I say anything else because they've gone too intense too often with all this exciting off seasons. How about the former senator here, Kami? Give me your sense of your former team. Senator legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> statue. Another, another yeah. statue. Put you right next to Frank Finnegan up there. Oh, in the yeah. yeah, number 44 for your senators. <laughs> um, same thing. I mean, I've been saying, hey, I like the Senators. They got some good players. I said that exact same thing last year at this time. Now I need to see it. Uh, it's like a little mini team North Dakota there. You know, for me personally, I like that. Like I said, I need to see it. I, I think I think they should be better, but they're in a tough division. They're in a tough division. So we'll see. A uh, huge show me. You know, I, like I tell you what, like I love the core, obviously what they've done. I think Stutzla is going to have a hundred point season this year. Uh, I like Kachuk a lot. And then even the veterans they brought in now with Tarasenko to go along with Claude Giroux. I think it just still comes down to Corpus Allo. needs to stop the puck. And Razor, this is a huge adjustment for a guy who's never played more than 39 games in an NHL season. Like, you know, I think that's a, that's, that's, that's not nothing, right? No, it's a big spot. And, you know, being in Canada, being in Ottawa, having all of that on on top of just the 39 games played is certainly going to to be a thing. Um, and 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 again, that's a, it's the same as the back end, right? Like the Shabbats are, yeah, talented, but no one's ever done it under the gun. No one on that group, no one with that team has done it under the gun yet. And, and that's where that that worry comes from. If you're if you're a Sens fan. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that, that Battle of Ontario could be absolutely electric this year. So um, speaking of the other Ontarian team, we'll get to that team in just a few minutes after we get to our guest, Andrew Ladd. Yes, Leafs talk coming up and a two-time Stanley Cup champion, Andrew Ladd, next here on the Clearing the Crease podcast powered by Bodog. Bodog. 